There is no chance that you're wearing a Yay 24 shirt right now. Says who? Better fucking believe it, I guess. Where's my shirt? I mean, where's my bottle? <laughs> What's I, the deal, everybody? <laughs> where's my fucking bottle, dude? <laughs> That's what that's the type of shit babies be saying. <sighs> We're back. We're back. The microphone levels are good now. Did a few mic checks before running this one. We've been mic checking since three PM. It's now eight. That's a lie. Hmm. How's your weekend? It was good. What did I do this weekend? You kick it off first while I try to remember what I did this weekend. Well, mine's not too exciting, but um, just hung around home, went to a couple wineries with Logan, so that was cool. And then Sunday, I just, like, completely lounged and watched football. So, sorry, that (laughs) didn't buy you very much time, but, yeah, I just kind of been chilling out, so. I didn't get into a lot this weekend either. Um, Your headphones good? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Keep going. Friday, we just sort of hung out after work, and then Saturday, watched a little bit of football, did some housework. Um, Sunday, grocery shopping, went to the gym Sunday morning, then church, and then played basketball in the evening. So Sunday was a pretty productive day. But. That was my weekend. Yeah, we had like opposite Sundays. <laughs> I did like I, I did jack shit on Sunday, but it's okay. I feel like that's usually what Sundays are for. Sundays, like historically for me, Sundays are pretty relaxed, other than like playing basketball or right. But you get relaxation out of that. Yeah, maybe in a more of a mental s- sense, right? Yeah. Plus, Saturday was pretty chill. Do you find exercise in general gives you a relaxed mental state? Because like for me, I hate it in all four like I, I do enjoy like playing sports but like I know for Logan like she loves to go to the gym because it's like a unwinding experience for her but do you find it like do you have that relationship with physical activity definitely after I do the physical activity I feel really good um, and I would say in terms of like actually going I have to be in a rhythm of going to get that I guess dopamine feeling. If I go every once in a while, I will, I'll be less likely to get it just being there. I, I always feel better after exercise and stuff like that, but if I'm not in a routine or a rhythm, it takes me a while to get going. Yeah, I, I like the I do like the feeling of after exercising, but I can just never make myself go, especially after work in the evening. I have no idea how people can do that. I feel like I'd be more likely to go in the morning, but I'm not good at waking up early, which I know we've already talked about. I wish I, I wish that's part of the reason I like that my days start early because I end early, but I'd much rather get a workout in the morning versus the evening. Because then when I go home from work, I got to start like prepping for dinner and stuff like that. And yeah, I don't know. I, it's harder for me to want to go exercise after that. And then yeah. I got to go to bed early too. So yeah, dude, I don't, I don't know how you could ever exercise in the afternoon if you have to go because like that's what always happens with it with us if we both go to the gym then it's like then we end up eating dinner so late i don't know i 
I try to make it like a relaxing experience, but I feel like if I really want to get an actually good workout in, I can't just like chill out at the gym, you know, but I don't know. That's why like, if I can actually do like playing a sport is, I love that. I'd like there's this past Sunday, I must say I was like playing pretty well. I was shooting really well. I was just in a rhythm at basketball. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, uh, like I've never been in a rhythm. Every time before. you throw a shot up, it just happens to fall. Yeah, you know, you know me that yeah. that happens to me all the time. Yeah. There is something like, all right, I'll ask you this, and I mean, I guess I almost sound like I'm like, I mean, you play basketball at a competitive level, and you still play pretty consistently. So, what's like the mental difference for you when? you're having a good game versus when you're having a bad game because obviously you still have bad games like that happens to everyone well maybe not you who (laughs) not me sorry sorry but you know what i mean yeah no that's a good question i think it's universal i think it's um i think it's in any sport or really anything you do if you're i don't know you have good days and you have bad days right Mm -hmm. but on basketball court specifically if I'm like playing really well, I'm hitting my shots. Feels really good, and then you could you almost feel it just boosts my confidence that much more. And that's one thing for me when I'm shooting. If if I if I've missed a few shots, it's hard. It's not easy to keep that mentality of you got to have a short memory, especially in basketball. Same thing with golf. You know, you, like if you have one bad shot, you kind of just have to forget about it and focus on the next one. But when I'm not hitting, definitely gets frustrating. But I just try to, if I'm not shooting well, I won't necessarily shoot myself out of a slump, especially in pickup basketball, because then people just won't want to play with me or won't want won't to pass me the ball. So I try to do things either off the ball or get other people involved with the ball, you know what I mean? So either pick it, pick it up on my defensive end or try to get some nice assists. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's a good, it's like you said, especially in pickup, because nobody wants to play with a guy who's trying to shoot himself out of a slump. Yeah, I just always find it interesting, especially at, like, high, high levels when you have, like, these superstar players that are just off. And, like, it, it is interesting to me. Like, obviously, they're they're trying to have a short memory, but it's just, like, that... It, you have a short memory when you're missing everything, but when you're making everything, you kind of have a longer memory because you're like, oh, yeah, shit, yeah, like, I'm on fire. You know, like, I just made four in a row or something. It's like throwing pebbles in an ocean. Yeah. Yeah, I always love the the phrase like "there's a lid on the basket." Like that, that because like it's true. Yeah, it is true. Or you can't buy a shot. Yeah, can't buy a shot. That's good too. Yeah. I, stuff like that is so interesting because like you can't you can't get the yips either, right? You can't like if because like what the yips? Like, what is that? Like. I think it's, like, originally a baseball term, but it would essentially be, like, you're shooting, you're, like, you're doing so bad that you just, like, start, like, really questioning everything about your form and everything, and then you end up, like, cha- like trying to change your form, and then you kind of essentially just forget how to shoot a basketball or throw a pitch mm-hmm. in baseball. I think that's where the term comes from. I can't say that's ever happened to me in a game, but I feel like in high school when I would... When I would when I would do, be doing shooting drills, 
mm -hmm. like on shooting machine and stuff like that sometimes something similar would happen to me but it, it would more so just be just be me like super focused and like making sure my mechanics were on point versus just catching and shooting yeah and which is good to work on your mechanics but it comes to when you get to a certain level i feel like if you're too focused on that and not letting yourself be free like for example the dallas kicker on monday night missed four extra points like that doesn't just have like you know what i mean like that's like he, that's a mental thing he's like yeah, the, yeah he like developed the yips like he forgot how to kick a ball you know used to it's just stuff like the i just feel like a kicker or like a great shooter or golf is probably the most like the mental like toughness it takes to play pretty much any sport i guess is often overlooked just because of like your it's very obvious the physical traits that you need. Yeah, hundred percent. I feel like that's like I don't know, Tom Brady just lost for the first time in like the first round of playoffs in a while, I feel like, but mm. he's older, so his athletic ability has gone down. But it's that mental toughness that sort of keeps you resilient and you're mm -hmm. able to sort of manufacture that resiliency with your teammates if they're lacking that you know what i mean by being so strong-minded yeah. because you have that experience in those big moments even if you lack um that athletic prowl or, or whatever the word is for that like that athletic yeah. ability yeah and i think that's why and i don't mean this tom brady like specifically tom brady but i feel like a lot of older athletes like it's very frustrating because like their mental state is the same as it was when they came into the league because they're like a robot essentially, but their physical is like dropped off. And I feel like that can get frustrating for an older athlete to be like, why can't I do this like the way I used to, you know? I don't know, man. Like, like high level athletes are so like, I feel like it's really like, I feel like there's like a very interesting mind, you know, especially like great, great ones like that. I, I just feel like if you get to that point, no matter, even if you're, like, a good NBA player or an average NBA player, like, you still have, like, elevated yourself to the top of your craft. So, I don't know. Like, the physical is obvious, you know? Like, you can run, jump. Like, you're bigger, stronger, faster than most people, but the mental part of it is the part that really interests me. Because, obviously, there's also a million different ways to go about it mentally. Yeah, actually, um, I was on Twitter today, and I saw this. Uh, I love when pages will make, like, a dedicated thread and have a bunch of different, like, one long thread of mm -hmm. whatever the topic is. But the thread I saw earlier today, it was, like, moments in the NBA where if you were a fan of sports, you were a fan of that moment, regardless of if it was a team you liked or disliked. Right, that's cool, yeah. And they were talking about the first clip was Kobe's, like, last game when he scored yes. 60, 60 or 61 yeah. points. And that was so cool. Just watching the clips, like him being as old as he was, mm -hmm. coming back from so many like knee, like so many injuries. You yeah. know what I mean? And being able to go out on such like a, I don't want to say a high level, but a high horse. And so I mean, it was it was like it was Game Seven of the NBA Finals, the environment in the Staples Center that night. Yeah, and, and it I, meant, I, I it really think meant they made the playoffs that year. No, they meant nothing. I mean, yeah. I don't think. I mean, as far as like going to the, the playoffs and sake, stuff, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was a hero. He yeah, was a dude. hero there. I mean, I 
that's a perfect example like of a incredible mind like and you'd see it in everything any interview he did even if it was just like the shitty post game interviews like mm-hmm. you'd always see that it's just like hyper focus on one thing which i think it i think anyone not anyone if you can be that hyper focused on one thing you can be great at it but most people i don't think can be physically can be that hyper focused on one thing no, it's it's definitely not. It's definitely rare. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 To have that ability to be like that, but I think if you possess that ability, you can be great at something. Yeah, and you can channel that within anything. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't have to be sports related. No, or it's just it could be yeah. at your job. It could be your hobby. It could be even something that you just want to get better at. You know, if if you've never, I just think about this because I've been thinking, bringing this up because I've been thinking about it recently, getting ready for like um, the spring and summertime. But I think I want to try like gardening a little bit this oh, upcoming season. That's kind of cool. So even like picking that up for the first time and then sort of getting better and getting better and getting better, you know what I mean? To where you sort of have all the knowledge you need for yeah. it to, to an extent. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things you can always get better at, but... Yeah. That's cool. Are you going to try to grow food and shit, I guess? Or just yeah, like I'm going to start small. I might even just, just start, uh, like, potted plants first, like tomato plants and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, And then once I get that down, I'll... Start growing crops. Yeah, like from the like from the earth. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Dude, that's cool as shit. So. We tried to grow uh, herbs. Yeah. <laughs> and it didn't work out. We killed them, but... um. That's all right. I expect that I'm going to have. Yeah, I mean, you got to go through that. that. Don't make it. Yeah, you got to go through that shit to get to where. Yeah, we. I mean, I think we've actually talked about like house plants before, but I want to try that shit again for us because I. Yeah, because I like having that shit around the house. Just be cautious of um, whether or not they're poisonous to animals. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Because Phil's going to eat that shit. Yeah, we got him cat grass. He fucking loves that shit, too. Like poor cats. Yeah, Wait, I think you. I think I saw that last time I was over. Yeah, it's just like a little, it's just like, like a little a grassy. No, it's like a plant, like a potted oh. plant. And we were originally just buying it and setting it there, like in its little plastic thing with dirt in it. But then Logan just put it over like a little bowl of water, like put it in a bowl of water in like a planter, and it just like flourishes. It's like the easiest thing to take care of, but it's like. Essentially, like a multivitamin for cats. Oh, and he eats it. Yeah. Oh, that's. Sweet. And it's like a, it's like for that reason. That's really cool. Yeah. But yeah, we we've uh we definitely have to be cautious because he'd eat it even if it was poisonous. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they don't know. Yeah. 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 Right, and that's the thing. I feel like most. Most plants, most house plants, they're not really, they're probably not really catering to the idea of you having. Um, pets and stuff that are going to be roaming around eating them. Yeah. A lot of them are non-native species too. How's the two dog life? It's cool. <laughs> the the younger <laughs> one's been a little bit of a handful lately. Just trying to get him to like trained or just in general? Um, trained. Yeah. Yeah. Sierra, Sierra took him to work today and I think he was being a little difficult. Oh. He's just like, 
We're getting because he's a doodle. He has to get groomed. Yeah. So we're getting him groomed on Friday for the first time, and I'm excited because he needs a haircut. <laughs> he like. I don't think he can see, and I think that's part of the problem. Like, I think he can see, but I think his vision is like, I yeah. think his hair is sort of in his eyes, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because he, I don't know. But I, I'm excited for him to get groomed. I'm, I'm excited for him to get a haircut. I think he'll have a little better idea of where he's walking and stuff <laughs> like that. How old is he? Like 13 weeks or 13 Dang. or 14 weeks, I think. Dang. So we got him. Guinness was younger when we got him, and Guinness was a little easier to handle, but I think it's also because we could focus on one dog now we have two dogs yeah so requires a little more attention but not too bad it's nice letting them play together and stuff yeah yeah plus once they're both kind of still young enough to be crazy but both trained well like Mm -hmm. you can just kind of let them go and let them entertain each other so Mm -hmm. it'll pay off yeah and porter hasn't learned his name once he learns his name i think it'll be a little easier to get him to do things yeah (laughs) But um, I saw something today. Okay. And it's a callback from a podcast, from our podcast, maybe a, over a month ago. Oh, okay. So in in Chicago, Raising Canes opens their first location. Oh. You know how many people waited in line? Oh God. <laughs> Four hundred. Oh my God. Four hundred people waited in line for the. First ever raising canes in Chicago. Yeah, my thing is that if you're in Chicago, like okay, like Charlottesville, yeah, actually not even Charlottesville, like a very small town is one thing. But like you're telling me there's no better locally owned fried chicken in Chicago besides raising canes. Is that what you're saying? You know what I mean? Like yeah. 400 people. It's like Olive Garden in New York City. You know what I'm saying? Not that, not that Chicago's known for their chicken. What food is... Oh, deep dish pizza. Yeah, but I've heard recently that, like, it's not really a Chicago person thing. It's, like, a tourist thing. So, like, because... So, what I a real Chicago another, people eat. I think there's another kind of pizza. Oh. But I don't know. I can't remember. I just heard this the other day, too. But it was a Ch- Chicago win or whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to anybody from Chicago. But they were saying deep dish is really only, like, a tourist thing. They, the only time... That people from Chicago get deep dish is when they're showing people who aren't from Chicago deep dish pizza. You know what I mean? I believe I believe that. I definitely um, believe that. It's just I just it's like people in Belgium. They're not. They're probably not eating Belgian waffles all the time. Right. They're only doing it when tourists are there. Right. Maybe I don't know. That's an assumption. <laughs> but it was funny seeing the the comments under the tweet. It was waiting in line of four hundred people for Canes has got to be the greatest build up to the letdown ever. Um. People saying that they've only got one sauce. People saying that they don't season their chicken. I I watched this guy. Um, I must have saw it on either like YouTube Shorts or Instagram, and it was like a quick food review of Canes, and he was just like, <laughs> he said, cafeteria ass chicken tenders, <laughs> and it's like I don't want to shit on raising Canes, but I can't. I just. The hype is so much that it's like, like, like that's a good way of putting it. Like, it's gonna be such a letdown if you waited in line for four hundred people. How long do you think that would take? They probably got the double drive-through, like Chick Fil A. What's in the city of like Chicago? That. I'm betting it's not a drive-through. Have is you it been like in, in Ch- no? Is it like in Chicago? In that's Chicago? my understanding. Damn, dude. <laughs> well, yeah. There's this line. There's just 
Oh, there's a picture of it? It's a time lapse walking around the block. Oh, oh, it's people like yeah, standing. Oh my like people God. are standing. It's like they're it's like standing outside waiting for a supreme drop or something. But it says, um This person said when they find out that chicken ain't seasoned, it's gonna be a shooting. <laughs> oh man, that's that's fucked up. <laughs> that's fucked up. But all right, are you do you like fish? Yeah. Are you fried chicken or fried fish? Um, fried chicken. I like the texture better, but I do like fried fish. Mm. There's a place outside of Pittsburgh, Carl's, and it has a really, it's like. Carl's Jr.? <laughs> it's actually called Raising Cane. Um, <laughs> it's a, a fried fish sandwich, and it's fucking killer. Really? Yeah, it's super good. Um, so obviously that's always a, a staple, but yeah, like, f- um, fish and chips, that's a good. I feel like I'll get that at like a seafood restaurant that's like seems a little sketchy because it's like they're not gonna fuck that up. Yeah, th- there's this place in Rappahannock that has pretty good fish and chips in Flint Hill. Um, shout out to Griffin Tavern. Hey, so. is that where we went? Yeah. We uh we just we drive through um drive through there going to Pittsburgh and I pointed it out. Yeah. Everybody has their own mug. Or you yeah. can get your own mug. Yeah, yeah you yeah, get your dope. own mug. That's dope. And then you get like uh like a huge discount on your your beer or whatever. But right. Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I remember we went there years and years ago now. That was like 2018. Had to be. I was going through um, I was going through my old phone today, mm-hmm. old photos and videos. Found a lot of good stuff from like freshman year to, I guess senior year, because I had the phone for a long ass time, but. I didn't switch all my photos over to my new phone because I wanted to preserve as much storage as I could Right. on my new phone. So today I started uploading all those photos and videos to like my my cloud and stuff. Yeah. And it's cool seeing some old stuff and then obviously getting rid of deleting some stuff. But Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I fall into that rabbit hole all the time, which it's fun. It's fun to just like look at old stuff. Yeah, I was also going through my um, going through my Spotify right now. I don't know if we talked about this recently, but I'm going through all my like songs. Mm-hmm. You have a lot of like songs, bro. How many do you have? I know it's ridiculous. It's over. It's like 7,400, I think. Damn, dude. It's too many. But that's sort of what I'm sort of going through and like cleaning it. I guess purging it. Yeah, but um, 7,222 right now. Damn. But I'm going through alphabetical order. And I'm, I had so many playlists that it was like overload. Mm-hmm. So I deleted some of the playlists, cleared some of the playlists, and so and I'm working on rebuilding them. Yeah. So I'm going through my entire library from number zero to Z or whatever. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The last song was and adding songs to playlists. Removing songs from my library and stuff like that. It's gonna take me. Dude, some that's play. a that's a process. It's probably gonna take me like. The rest of, I probably won't finish till the end of February, realistically. Yeah, so about I a mean, month. Yeah, that's reasonable, I think. But I'm making progress. I'm at like, I started two or three days ago, and I just got to like, A A C. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 In terms of my songs, so I started A today. But how many songs do you think you have in your library? It's a lot less than that. It's like fourteen hundred, I think. 
Um, I used to be like way too stingy about it. Like I would treat it almost as its own playlist. You used to have less than that, I thought. Yeah. Oh yeah. I used to be like really stingy, so like I would have to like love a song to like it. Um, but then like I stopped doing that like recently, so now it's starting to build very like quickly. Like I feel like it went from like it was like stuck at like the four five hundred range like forever, and then like it just started like now I'm now I'm more like likely if even if I'm just listening to it in passing, and I find I just hear like one part of it I like I like it and then I'll go back. And then if I don't like it, I'll get rid of it. See, that's what that's the re- that's part of the reason I have so many. You don't do the going back part, <laughs> or no? Well, no. It's it's if I like if I hear it once and I like it, I'll save. It. Or if I if I hear like the first thirty seconds or something, I'll like it and mm-hmm. intend to go back, or just intend to go back to check out that artist yep. more, even if I like the song. Yeah, oh yeah. But I don't understand. So when you're when you were keeping it to like 400, 500 cap. If you liked the song but you didn't love it, you were just letting it go back into <laughs> into like the abyss. I don't, I also was like Yeah, I mean I guess like or or I would also like I feel like I used to like always have this idea of like what I need. I said like so many fucking times right there. I would always have this idea of songs that I should have saved should in air quotes for like a specific time I guess yeah and so I would I don't know I feel like I would get rid of song like I wouldn't like songs even if I did enjoy them just because I didn't want them to come up again <laughs> I don't Wait, even what? Know, I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now you would like songs I wouldn't like songs that I enjoyed. I would just like, oh, okay. I had playlists, and so I would put them. Like, I would put them on a playlist, but not necessarily like them. So if I had a playlist for, like, whatever nighttime right. vibes, right? Right. I would put a song. I would hear a song and be like, "This would be good on that playlist," and I would put it on there. But I wouldn't like it. I gotcha. So I'd have playlists of songs. That I that weren't in my liked library, but then I don't know now. Like I really enjoy just doing my liked songs, like just shuffling it. So I wanted it, but and I would start doing that when I had a really low number, and then it would kind of be shitty because I'd end up hearing the same songs over and over again. So right. I am starting to just now I just like everything and then sort it into playlist later. So, I guess that's kind of, that was a really, like, (laughs) (laughs) it took me a very long time to explain, but. No, I get it, though. Yeah. Because now I'm sort of the same where I'm, most of the songs I've gone through, so I'll say a good majority of the songs I've gone through so far on this purge, if I'm adding them to, like, more than one or two playlists, Mm -hmm. I'll keep it in my, like, songs. But if if I hadn't really gone to listen to that song in the last year, I'll throw it on a playlist that it fits like fits the mood of all the other songs I have on there and then I'll remove it for my like songs. So I won't, because I listen to my like songs the most. I'm more yeah. likely to just shuffle that versus go to a specific playlist Same. if I'm just driving or something. You Same, know? yeah. So I do like doing that in the sense that if it's a song that I don't listen to a lot, I might have a chance of forgetting it. But if I took it away in that playlist, 
I'll always sort of have it there unless I remove it from there. Yeah. But I had a friend, um, I had a friend from tech, uh, from tech, uh, my buddy Matt. He didn't make any playlists. He, he would, would only play his like songs, and I had I didn't understand how he did it. Yeah. No playlist. Like your like songs was the playlist. Yeah, I mean, I there's a long period of time where I would really enjoy like pick hand picking for every occasion so i really wasn't making a lot of playlists either i would shuffle my like songs and then but i would be like picking the queue yeah yeah I'd be queuing but it's too much work <laughs> I, when i'm with people i don't want to be sitting there picking songs like if i really think of one that i want to hear i'll play it but i'm picking to radio now like like going on spotify picking a song and just doing like song radio mm-hmm. and then just letting that letting that roll because um, i feel like that's a nice mix of because that way I can still like pick a vibe that I want. And it's a nice mix of things that I hear all the time that I like. And then also like songs that are a little bit, maybe songs I've heard before and didn't save. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, But then also just like completely new stuff. But it seems to work out good like as far as keeping a certain vibe or energy going. Yeah, I think um, Spotify has also recently added two new two new um features where you can do a smart shuffle have you seen that smart shuffle yeah you, so you when you're when you're on like the play screen you, you've got the cover art you've got pause play skip yeah, yeah, restart yeah. and then the shuffle button uh-huh if you there's and some and i don't i don't think it's universal like in all modes but in some modes you can hit that shuffle button and it'll say smart shuffle so if you're in like go to if you go to playlist like twenty songs or something, yeah. you could do smart shuffle and it'll sort of slowly feed in. Oh, wait, song. that's cool. Do you see it? No, I'm just so it's like to find a, I think it's part of like the Spotify algorithm. But they also have an option now where they can enhance a playlist. Yeah, I have, have seen, seen that? that. Yes, I have. So seen and that. I think that's sort of the same thing where like it'll sort of um, if you've got a playlist of twenty five songs and you enhance it. Next time you come back, it might put like three or four new songs in there for you to either like and add or dislike. That's cool. almost like the radio. Yeah, that is cool. I don't have the um the smart shuffle. No, but I I know like Spotify is known to kind of give it to some people to test out. Like that's how it was with the blend shit. Like uh, Brian yeah. had that shit before anybody else that I knew. Um, that's cool though, and. The enhanced thing is okay, you know. I I haven't used it. I tried it once. Um, I do like the like a playlist to me. I do like it to be kind of all me, you know. Like I I like the not using the algorithm to help with it aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, there's like almost a little bit of art in that, you know. Like it's doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. It's more intimate. Or, or if you collab on one. Yeah. Um, but I think it's cool. Like, I think any feature to show people new music is cool and make it easier for people to see new music. I don't think that's a bad thing. So I don't, like, just kind of roll over for the algorithm, but I definitely use it. Like, I like my Discover Weekly, and I like the song yeah. radio stations and shit, so I think they do a really good job at it. No, I agree with you with the... Because that's the thing. I think I've I've put the enhance on maybe one playlist, but it was a playlist I don't really I don't go to often. 
and I just sort of did it to try it out and see what it would do because I'm sort of the same way on playlists I've spent like t- a lot of time manufacturing or curating I don't want it to be just messed up you know what I mean yeah yeah and sometimes they I mean sometimes it misses right, right. so it'll just and I don't know if you've experienced this but I feel like Spotify has like certain bands that it really wants you to like so it just keeps like kind of showing Payola. you them like they just keep showing you songs by them in every like no matter what playlist or anything radio station you end up like there's songs by this band on there you know why because it other people with your listening habits listen to them no you know why why labels payola you understand what I'm saying yeah you think that's true yeah 100% playlisting is huge yeah, I guess so. Like those, a lot of the a lot of the big playlists you see on Spotify. Well, I don't know because I listen to so much hip hop and rap music. But right. like those, I only know the big like most necessary is a big one. Rap cat caviar is a big one. Yeah, those ones are essentially owned by labels. Uh, I guess that makes sense. I guess I never thought about it that so way. So then you pay. So, I mean, if you've got an artist like Polo G, for an example, who isn't. He's he's popular, but he's not really super popular. I'd say he's like a mid-level uh-huh. rapper. But if he puts out a new song, he's he'll be the first one on the yeah on like like right when you start the playlist. Or Whoa. if Drake drops the night before, he'll have oh yeah four or five songs from his fifteen-song album like as the first ten songs on the playlist. You know, yeah. So in those count for streams. So it's not just streaming the album; it's streaming off those playlists. Right. So those Big are time. counting for album for first week numbers and everything like that. So, it gets pretty. I know it gets pretty crazy, and it's not, I mean, you can say the same thing for Taylor Swift. Like when she drops, a lot of those pop or more mainstream playlists, her those playlists are gonna be flooded with her. Yeah. Music, you know yeah. What I mean? Yeah. And they sit on those playlists for weeks and months on end, just reoccurring streams over and over again. Yeah. But. I also heard something today, like, um, we were talking about how right now is probably the weakest spot radio has ever been in. Yeah. Would you agree? Yeah. I don't know anybody that listens to the radio. Because there's this DJ Funk Flex out of New York. I'm, you've probably heard of him. He does a, a lot of artists go on there. To do, Jack Harlow's gone on there to do freestyles. Okay, yeah. Like, the famous one that... Yeah. I feel like there's like kind of one that shows up a lot. Yeah, when Jay Z and Kanye dropped Otis, he played Otis eleven times in a row, like dropping bond, like the Bond ad lib and stuff. <laughs> it's was really funny. But he came out and said, "There's been a lot of controversy with like the YSL case and people snitching and stuff like that." Uh-huh. Yeah. And when Six Nine came out and snitched a couple years ago, he was like, "He's banned from New York radio. Nobody's playing him." So now with all this snitch, a lot of people are snitching nowadays. I guess. He came out and said that the ban has been lifted on six nine, even though he's a snitch, so he's gonna play his music now. Um, so then somebody was somebody was commentating on that, saying, "Well, does it really matter? Nobody really listens to the radio anymore." Right. And this other guy said, "Well, a lot, of, a lot, everybody's listening to streaming, right? Yeah. The streaming platforms are so big now, but then you look at like who owns the radio." And a lot of times you can just look at Universal Music Group, like these these Warner, these huge-ass companies that yeah. have everybody on contracts. And they also own a chunk of those streaming platforms as well. So it's like 
the people who own it are still making money because they own both avenues. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's interesting. It sounds like a monopoly. Right? I think there's so much more of that kind of thing that happens. That just people don't see or don't yeah, think about Yeah, that yet. you just don't even think about. No, 100%. Like, there are a few companies that kind of run shit, you know? And, um... It's rigged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, one of my favorite shows on Netflix, um, BoJack Horseman does a really, they, like, really paint that in a funny, funny way, and they just call everything, like, AOL Time Warner, Liberty Mutual digital you know like they just like they just call the company by like every every name they just list everything yeah and there's like a there's an episode where they're writing a hit piece on one of the executives of the of the big company and then that company just buys the company that they're about to write the hit piece for and just fires them but like i feel like shit like that is real you know what i mean like things no, like that happen that's why that's why they're able to write about stuff like that. That's why Black Mirror is able to make like these crazy predictions yeah. and stuff. It's because it, we as society are so predictable because, well, I won't say because, but we just are. I mean, we've been able to see it with Black Mirror specifically, like stuff they pointed out. Um, you sort of you sort of know where things are going, but nothing's changing. Nothing is in its way of stopping it or change it's if you want to talk about it being a simulation or whatever mm-hmm. you know what i mean there's like it's like we're on this path and there's not really anything we can do about it we know we know there are things that are detrimental to society going on but nothing is really happening to pump the brakes or slow anything down it's like we know what we know the inevitable but there's not really a way of stopping it which is a pretty hopeless feeling. Right. Right. So, and it's hard because what can you do? Other, like, again, there are a few companies that just run shit. And there's, they have so many different avenues and paths and things have all taken together. Like, and then if you kind of look at it, just a, like on the surface, you don't even really realize it. But then the further you get into it it's just like it's honestly like pretty terrifying and it hurts like small people right because it's like you're essentially powerless unless you you i don't know i don't even i this is like a complicated point i guess but it's a deep topic for it sure. is but i just feel like you're if you're I guess like a small media outlet. You you will never have outreach unless you sell yourself to become part of the bigger thing, right? But then your outreach is kind of gone anyway because what you're allowed to put out and what actually and if, like what will actually end up being released is different than what it would be if you were still small and independent. And if you join that machine, you're just along with the thousands of other companies that are posting the same bullshit you're posting. Yeah, so but at the same time, it's way. like, you know, people want to get paid. <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. it's a it's it's a money thing. Yeah, I don't know. There's something like there's something amazing about people who develop. And this is kind of getting away from media more, just into like 
startups and stuff like that develop like a really cool product or company and then work like build it up and then sell it but at the same time it's like you know there's like you're maybe selling it to someone who's owned by someone else who's owned by Disney whoever <laughs> yeah no but i mean the only way you can really stop that is to not play the game right because yeah. it's if you're playing the game it's it's all strategy it's all strategy from their point of view they if they can they can figure out what the consumer is going to do which is so easy to do nowadays and has been for a while that's i mean that's how these companies have gotten so much control over things like that because they know sort of they know how to sway the average consumer in, yeah in one direction right so if you look at it as a game how do you win the game how do you fight back in the game that's what i don't i don't know if there is like this sounds like very doom and gloom which i've not i don't want it to be but at some point i feel like you kind of just give in you know yeah but that's not cool i know it's not cool but it's kind of the truth yeah i guess but how do, what what would your answer to that be? How would you how do you fight back? Because I think to win the game, yeah. you have to <laughs> you have to like get to a point where you can actually make shit change or happen differently. I don't think you win the game. You don't think you win the game. You stop ever? playing. You stop playing. So there you is no the there game. is no winning. You're no, it's it's or just, winning it's, is you're not winning that game. Right. You've got to flip the chessboard over. Okay. Yeah, I like that. There's no because there it's like it's like you got team A and team B in the Super Bowl. Team A starts up starts the game up 28 they're up four touchdowns, 28 to nothing mm-hmm. first quarter. Yeah. Kickoff. Like how are you supposed to come back from that? You're 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 down by you're down horrendous before the game even starts, right? Yeah. But if you're able to I don't know, you just got to stop playing the game. It's like I don't know. This is where it sort of gets iffy to talk about, but it's it really is going to be like it's got to be like a revolution type thing to to stop playing the game, right? Mm-hmm. If you look at how like the American Revolution, right? Yeah, we didn't want to play that game anymore. Okay. Yeah. Right. So I think it it I I honestly think it has to be something like that. Something like that has to happen in the sense of enough people have to be fed up and don't want to follow the path that is being laid out for everybody by this company, this company, and this company. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think the more... I I feel like... (laughs) I don't think we're moving towards revolution, but I do feel like we're moving towards... like I think more and more people are starting to kind of question things, right? Um, I think it's becoming a less of a conspiracy tinfoil hat and more of just an opinion to question shit that's going on, right? So, which is a good thing. But it's also like, what is it that you're questioning? Right, because... Well, cause like, look, you see that, right? You just yeah. made a comment that you feel like you feel like it's becoming less of a tin 
tinfoil hat thing and more people are starting to question things. You don't think these big companies see that? Okay, I see what you mean. So that's where the that's where the strategy in the game comes into play. If you and I see that, they definitely see that, right? Yeah. So now, given that information, more people are starting to question things. Now you can just start feeding bullshit out to raise flags. Yeah. And that'll take people. That'll be like smoke screens. You know what I yeah. mean? Like get somebody caught up on this while this happens or this happens and they're not even paying attention, right? Right. And that does happen. And also, I am also a very firm believer, and it's I don't think it's a super hot take. Like division amongst the people is so good for them because we're spending so much time just bitching and arguing with each other about shit that doesn't matter. Right. While they just keep going at the top. Yeah. So it's like if you get if you get in a political argument with someone online, you're helping the like everything get yeah. worse, right? But you're playing the game. Yeah, you exactly. You're playing, like you are like really playing the game. Right. But it's hard because and this is like, man, all right, get the tinfoil out. Um, they've like convinced us that the other side is playing the game so that we get in arguments. Like if you're on side A or side B, they've convinced side A that side B is playing the game. So, And side A is free. So side A is going to try to convert side B to their own, but it goes both ways. So everybody thinks they're right. And nobody's actually right, you know. Right. Like exactly. the right, the right falls somewhere in the middle. The correct falls somewhere in the middle. But it's like, Whew. or even if <laughs> even if it's correct, it might be you might be correct about it, but you might be correct about some shit that really doesn't even matter in the grand scheme of things. But yeah. it's like you're so wrapped up in it to where it's almost your identity to prove that you're right. You're sticking the flag in the sand, like. I don't know. Speaking of games, though, okay, let's move on to something a little lighter. Yeah. Um, the other game, Monopoly. Yes. Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> we were in we were in Walmart last night, um, and I saw this Monopoly. It was a bootleg Monopoly. No. Do you know what it was? No. What was it? Cold Pepperopoly. Oh, uh, I've seen that. I've never seen that before. I've seen that. I've n- I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I've seen like um. Like Disney Monopoly, like actual yeah. Monopoly, like oh, yeah. uh, Black Panther Monopoly, like stuff like that. But I hadn't seen, I hadn't seen this before. Yeah, Cold right? Pepperopoly. Yeah, it made me cringe. Oh yeah, it's terrible. Do you want to play? Do you have it? No. <laughs> no, I don't. But I, I do. I have seen it. I don't know. Like what? Like what is it? Like um, is Park Place a Walmart parking lot? Bro, <laughs> no, it's got to be like East Davis, probably. Right. I don't know. That's right? like the only part of Cold Pepper that's worth a shit. And my parents. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like I said, I just couldn't believe that. But um, another callback. I actually saw this kid who I used to go to school with. Oh, this is an old callback. Did not say a word to him. Fuck yeah! And I my made man. eye contact. My man. Oh. And Sierra made eye contact. Oh. And we just like walked right by him. My I man. Like, I don't. Felt good. It didn't because well, I was like eye contact. I played that myself. Sucks. Eye contact sucks. Because I had always said, like, I would say I'm most likely to say what's up to you. Yeah. Just didn't happen. Dude, sometimes when your your back's against the wall in the moment like that, you just... It's all... But if it was anybody else, I feel like I would have said something. Like, part of the reason... 
I did wasn't not, really. Did you not fuck with them? I wasn't cool with them. No. Oh well, then then you have nothing to feel. We bad played about. soccer together for like a year. Okay. But I wasn't I wasn't really cool with them. But the fact that we made eye contact, eye contact sucks. And I could have just said like "What's up" and kept it pushing, but I just acted like I didn't he see froze. him. I made eye contact and then just walked <laughs> right by, acted like I didn't see him, dude. And I was like, "Man, you really did that." Oh shit! And you were saying you were gonna say what's up to anybody? Oh, dude. But, hey, it's hard, man. It's hard not to be hypocritical, yeah. especially when you're putting your fucking opinions out there to listen yeah. back to later. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I will say, yeah, it's easy to say if it was somebody else, I probably would have said hi. But next time, the pressure's on. Dude, it's hard. It's hard. I hate going out around here. Yeah. I love not seeing anybody I know. Well, this kid didn't even graduate from a high. Like I saw him in middle school. Oh wait, so you. Okay. He didn't even graduate oh, from our yeah. high school. I don't you have think. No well, maybe he did. Maybe I'm just tripping, but I felt like I didn't see him my last three years of high school, and I, I'm from a really small school, so you would know. I think I you would, would think. remember. Yeah, at least right. Seeing him around, but well, shout out that guy. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but. I uh, where was I? Oh, I was at Dick's, um, and. There was, like, a dad and his uh, kid walking, and they, like, ran into the... It was him and his daughter, and they ran into the daughter's teacher, and, I, and like, the daughter just... I, like, I like watched all this happen because we were waiting in line, and it was so, like, when you saw your teacher when you were a kid, because the dad's like, say hi, and the daughter's just, like, standing. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can come outside of school. <laughs> like, I fe- like, I felt that shit, dude. Yeah. I remember that, seeing teachers and being like, wait... You can not. You can go other places. Speaking of teachers, okay, this would have been a good question for Steph. True, when she was on. But I heard somebody talking earlier today or yesterday, um, and they were saying like, when I was younger, and when this person was younger, they were they were like maybe in their late twenties or something. But they were saying that when they were younger, and I resembled like I felt the same way mm-hmm. as they were saying, but. When they were younger, it was almost like those parent-teacher conferences were, what is my kid doing? Yeah. Like, like, what is he doing wrong? Is he acting up in class? Mm -hmm. Shit like that. And I feel like now it's, what are you teaching my kid? It's, I just, I feel like it's gotten on the, I feel like it's more aggressive towards the teachers now. Like, there's nothing wrong with your kid. Like, you're not taking account, like. Your kid's perfect. Yes. They're not doing anything wrong. Yes. They're following directions. They're doing their homework, and the teacher's the one who's at fault. Yeah. Which and, is a bad way to be and as a parent. Like, when did that... When did it flip? When did that shift happen? Because I felt like I graduated high school in 2017, 23 years old. I felt like I, I was on the... Once my parents weren't sticking up for me, but they weren't blaming on the teachers if I was fucking up in school. Yeah, I mean... Like, my parents would give me the benefit of the doubt, but, like, at, at the end of the day, like, if I was fucking her up, they would, like, call me out on yeah. it. You know what I mean? Which you gotta is be good. Accountable. Yeah, exactly. Or else you end up. The kids who their teachers or their parents came and fought with the teachers for their whole public school career get to college and they get fucked because yeah. all of a sudden your professor doesn't give a shit what you're. Right. Like, they don't really fucking care what your parents have to say. Yeah. And that's, like, how you end up. I feel like you're you're set up to fail that way. And if the parent I'm not saying the parents are like these fucking demon terrible people like they're just 
maybe a little bit too in love with their child. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not that you can love a family member too much, but like loving them in a way that they can do no wrong, I feel like it will only set them up for a bad. Like when the real world hits, like you can't, your parents can't call your boss when you're fucking up at work. You know what I mean? Yeah, I also just think it's crazy, like, if it were, like, when I have a kid, I'm going to know what I was like when I was a kid. Right. And in that sense, I know that my kid's probably going to be goofing off a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and... I just can't see myself thinking that they don't do anything wrong. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you remember how you were as exactly. a child. It's like... Okay, yeah. <laughs> so are all these parents just, like, perfect? Or do they just, like, forget what growing up is like? I feel like they have this... I don't know. I think it's, like, this... It's, like, a... Maybe spoiled kids. But it's, like, they just have this... I don't know. I don't know what it is. That's a good question. When did that flip? Because that definitely did switch, like, pretty abruptly, I feel like. But I know Steph is, like, she used to be a teacher. Now she's a librarian, and she always says it's so nice to not have to deal with the parents yeah because i would i wouldn't be able to do that shit. Mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i mean part of me thinks that it happened with the pandemic but i don't know what it was like right before the pandemic i know a lot of stuff changed with the pandemic i think and I, I know it yeah got, i i know it was it, it had to be tough on parents to like have their kids go from being in school in like second grade to being at home when you have to go to work like i don't even know how that works yeah, I mean, there's there's a few different situations. Like, one of both the parents got to work from home, and all the kids are taking school from home. So now you're all of you are at home for 24 hours a day, which is insane. Right. And there's also your kids are home, and you have to go to work. So you have to either get figure out babysitting or bring your kids to work with you. You know what I mean? But I don't know. I think that those years were completely lost as far as education goes. Oh, 100%. Uh, I mean, think about, like, like through, all right, I'll let you finish. Sorry to cut you off. um, Like, I just think about, like, what happened to us in college and how lax everything got, at least for me. Yeah. Like, and then I think about, like, how things were when I was in high school and how they would have been (laughs) if we were just sitting at home doing nothing. Like, that... (laughs) <laughs> there's no way those kids did fucking anything for two years. Yeah, I know we talked about, like, PE from home, how, how yeah. that, that would have <laughs> gone, but, like, what grades do you think were affected the most? Like, it's safe to say everybody was affected, but, like, yeah. where do you think, um, what grades do you think, or what age levels do you think were impacted the most from that and will, like, have those negative effects throughout the rest of their schooling and probably life, I would assume. Uh, Definitely middle school and like middle school and early high school because I feel like you're still like this is just socially like academically none of that shit matters anyhow. (laughs) Some of it matters but like you can like I don't know like tell me something like try to tell me something you learned when you were a sophomore in high school you know what I mean like it's but the like social parts of it and at that age trying to navigate like 
social interactions with other people and you're kind of just getting into that right because when you're a when you're in elementary school it's like play dates and shit but you're in middle school early high school like you're starting to get into that like you know sleepovers and like parties quote unquote and I feel like losing that you can like you can fall into this thing where like you don't need any social interaction and like you're fine like you realize you're like wait I'm fine just like playing video games and never talking to any of my friends in person and shit and I just feel like that is like a really scary thing yeah I think um I think academically definitely hurt like the education or the elementary level education. Yeah, that's probably where it hit. I guess that's a good point. But socially, for sure, like high school, really, because those are the kids who are going to be. I mean, those kids have graduated now. Well, some of them. Yeah. Unless you were a freshman or whatever, but like, I don't know. That's I couldn't imagine doing my last two years of high school online. And then having to go to college and not having to go to college, but going to college and trying to figure out how to be social again. Yeah. When your last real, depending on what area you grew up in or what area you were living in, some areas were much harsher than others when it came to restrictions. And it's like, I don't know. It's. And it it was probably such a hard mesh. Like, well, I guess a good example is like us, right? Like. We came into college and we made friends with, like, Corey, who's from Florida. Um, And then we also had friends that were from, like, northern, northern Virginia. But then, like, northern Virginia was so much more shut down than Florida. Like, you come in and, like, the Florida people have, like, kind of just been chilling out for the last two years. And then the northern Virginia people are all, like, you know, masked up, like, scared. Not Not saying either way is right or wrong. It's just, like, that's a hard mesh. That's a harder mesh than it was when with us. I feel like it was kind of, even though we came from different backgrounds, it was, we had some, like, some more similarities than maybe they do now. But I don't know. I just feel like forming those social things. And plus, we already have, like, an issue of things being too online and connected that way and not physically connected that, like, that just, like, amplified it a hundred times. Yeah, I'm hoping um hoping I don't have to live through something similar to that when I have kids. Yeah. Navigating that would be I have no idea. It was hard to navigate for us. I can't even imagine having like a family and shit trying to navigate through that, so Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what else I, I definitely had something else that I've been itching to ask. I was gonna, I was also gonna, oh, did you see, um, I think either Pfizer. Oh yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Is Pfizer commercially rolling out the, uh, the vaccine now? What do you mean? Wait, say that again. They're selling. I think they're selling the vac. I think you have to pay to get vaccinated now. I think I could be wrong. Either Pfizer or Moderna was like coming out 
commercially rolling out the vaccine versus just like having it in CVS. No, them? No way. Right. Not not Pfizer and Moderna. Well, you know who was one of the first people to, I won't say one of the first people, but did you hear about the Olympic gold medalist? No. Michael Phelps. Oh, what about coming out anti-vaccine? Five days ago, he posted on his Instagram, hashtag ad. I've been working on something that I can finally share with you. It wasn't until recently that I learned my struggle with depression puts me at high risk for severe COVID-19. Taking care of my health is so important to me. It makes me a better dad, husband, son, and friend. That's why I'm partnering with at Pfizer Inc. to encourage people to know that risk factors could put them at high risk for getting very sick from COVID-19. And then he just... Strip them of... Couple hashtags. Strip them of a few gold medals. Not every single one, but strip them of a couple. I just think it's crazy because he's... He's got the record for most golds, right? Yeah. So you've got... Arguably one of the best athletes of the last 20 ever. years. Ever. And that's the whole thing. Like, being healthy you've, it's like your least chance of having it. But now he's saying that if you're depressed, you can get COVID. And it's like... Or, or being depressed can attribute to the, your risk of getting COVID. And it's like, I, I don't know. which I get because if you're depressed you're probably not going outside you're probably not getting natural sunlight you're probably not getting the essential vitamins that you need like if you're just sitting inside all day it's not good for your body yeah I just have a problem with Michael Phelps partnering with Pfizer yeah like that's fucked up yeah yeah no I agree (laughs) um it sounds shitty to say, but it is it is a sellout. Yeah, thing, yeah, right? it's a hundred percent a sellout. There's like that. There's no way around it. Yeah, I mean, he started it off with hashtag ad. ad. <laughs> like, how much do you think they paid? Oh him? my god, had to be like millions. It had to be over a hundred million. Hundred million had to be. They got so much bread. That's so fucked up. That's like, like you said, it's, it's one of the best athletes ever. I think. Did we talk about like the um? Probably 125. Can we talk million. about like the big pharma like ad space on national television? I don't think so. So it's like they like they have 60% of ads on like both Fox, C- CNN, like big news networks. Yeah. is big companies like Pfizer and shit. So that's why there was never any negative vaccine talk on anything. Hmm. Because uh, even like Fox News wasn't just trashing this, the vaccine. You know what I mean? Yeah, they were more they were more so just saying I felt like they were they were against the mandating of it, I feel like. Yeah, they were against that. But they weren't saying the vaccine was like bad because bad. they can't. Because it, they cut the checks. I mean, uh, you them as a comp Fox News as a company CNN cannot lose 60% of their advertising. They can't lose that. So they're not going to say anything negative about the vaccine because of funding. That's where we're getting back into companies that run everything. Right. And now they have, Pfizer has one of the greatest athletes of all time. Taking, like, pivoting his 
known because I mean people know Michael Phelps is like struggle with depression. That's like right. a thing. They're using that to get more people to take the vaccine, and it is not coming from a place of honesty. It's not. It's not coming from a Hashtag place that they're ad. trying to make the world a better place. What did you just say? They're com- it's going to start being commercially. Like, yeah. You have to pay. They're for selling it. it. Yeah. Well, they've always been selling it, right? But yeah, but uh, you go to CVS, you weren't paying for. I mean, the per your the citizen wasn't paying for exactly, it. but right. But it, but now it is, so it's even worse. But that's what. But and at the same time, they're putting out an ad campaign with one of the healthiest. I mean, I wouldn't even be that surprised if Michael Phelps didn't have the vaccine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like an like an athlete of that caliber. Now he was probably forced to, to compete or something. But when you're an athlete of that caliber, like you're so, and I think Aaron Rodgers talked about this. You're so meticulous with the things that you put in your body. Like, you know, you don't eat fast food. You don't, you, right. you're so like you pick and choose what goes in and out of your body. So I don't blame it. I don't blame people for not getting it. Yeah. We we fell down again. We were we started at Cold Pepperopoly and then we yeah. we dropped yeah. again. <laughs> yeah, I hey, who do you think? Who do you think? Uh, who's cooler? Uh, Donald Trump Jr. <laughs> or Hunter Biden? Oh, dude! Oh, come on! Wait, so like, <laughs> who's cooler? I mean, Hunter Biden has pictures of him like doing drugs with a prostitute. So that's sick. And Donald <laughs> Trump Jr. wrote a book called Triggered. Yeah, which like... I think Hunter Biden's probably cooler, right? Yeah, I mean, Hunter Biden. Like, like say what you he want. Smoke crack say what lived. you want, bro. I mean, probably a fun hang. Yeah. <laughs> probably a guy you'd want to have lunch with. Did you see the, the secret documents in Biden's garage? Mm-hmm. Did you hear about that? Yeah. Interesting stuff. It is interesting. I don't stuff. think it matters though. I just think it's it's silly to think that like this hasn't just been happening all across the board for a long time. Yeah, I, it's. Yeah. I mean, at first, I thought it was kind of weird. I I just thought it was weird at how much Trump got prosecuted for whatever was at Mar-a-Lago mm-hmm. in like the last five months. I think it happened or whatever, and then this Biden thing comes out and it's. I just felt like it wasn't too crazy, but I also I just don't think it's. I don't think it matters. I think it, I think it's a smokescreen. I think yeah. it's one of those things yeah. to get people upset about something, but in reality, it really it doesn't it doesn't matter because I don't even I don't think the Trump thing really mattered either, to be honest with you. Like, but it it gets it gets us to get mad at each other because right. it gets people on the right to be like, why doesn't anyone care about these documents? But everybody got on Trump's ass. Yeah, and then it has people on the left being like, well, because Trump's a fucking dirtbag, and like. All this shit, you know what I mean? Like, the fact that we're still talking about Donald Trump is crazy because it's like he yeah. he he's literally just a person now, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess he's gonna run again, but I don't I don't think he stands a chance. I think a lot of people were excited for him to run, and then I just feel like he's he's hasn't been in a great light the last few weeks yeah. for people who were once excited for him to run again, but um. What's interesting is um, there hasn't been a whole lot of talk. I know we th- we talked about the Dana White situation. Yeah, well, I mean that's kind of over, right? 
that's like a classic example of shit tons of money making things go away. Yeah, but you know what's kind of interesting about that? It's like... So, like, I just think it's interesting that he's he didn't get prosecuted for it at all in the media. Or UFC didn't get in trouble for it at all. Um, I mean, do, do you think there's any coincidence in that? Or do you think it's just... I think he has... There's too much money with them. And it's also, like... People love the UFC. People love the UFC, and it's, I it's like it's bigger than boxing. It's kind of taken the place of like boxing still exists, right? And there's still big marquee fights that are pay per view. But in the national spotlight, UFC has taken over what boxing used to be. I agree. And peep, and the reason for that, or a big reason for that, is Dana White, how he runs it, and. They don't want someone else running it. They don't want him to st- have to be forced to step down or have to even be looked at to step down. Because there's just too much involved. And when I say they, I mean ESPN because it's an ESPN Plus pay-per-view that brings them in fucking millions of dollars every month. Yeah. I, I think, and it's hard because like the average person isn't going to stop watching the UFC because of it. You know what I mean? And that that could be a that that could I think that's like morally not good, but I'm just I think that's a fact like the average person is not going to stop watching the UFC because of this. And that would be the only thing that would drive them to take more action against Dana White is people stop watching. But they don't want they don't want that. So they're not letting it get to that point to then have to make him step down. It's easier to just kind of brush it under the rug and let it <laughs> just let it keep going. Yeah. So you're saying because it's not, it doesn't have like an immediate effect on, or I'm not saying you're saying this. Are you saying that because the people who watch the UFC doesn't have an immediate effect on them, like they're not going to stop watching the UFC because it happened. So there's not a it's not really affecting the UFC that much no it's not affecting it at all but is that what you were saying yeah okay. I think I think that's like so because there's no I mean if there's people outside of the UFC talking about it it doesn't really matter because it's not going to stop people from who already watch it no it's not I, gonna stop I, them from watching it. I'm saying that there's enough money to hush hush it on the outside Okay. Because I think the more attention that gets brought to it and the more people yelling about it, the less, like, it could, t- they could see a little dip, right? Right. Um, I think, I, I don't think it would kill the UFC because most people probably just don't even give a shit at all. But right. I'm saying, like, the more buzz around it and the more apologies and whatever, that is going to, make it a louder, bigger event that is going to hurt viewership more. Because the way it is now, like, I'd be surprised if they even had a, even any kind of a noticeable dip in viewership for the next pay-per-view UFC. No, you're probably right about that. So it's like, and that's what they want. But if for some reason it just blew up and it was currently like they... Who's they? they? What do you mean they? 
I guess I'm referring in this specific instance to like ESPN. US, ESPN, okay. Because that's what UFC's on. Like that's their exclusive ESPN. Well, do you know who owns UFC? Uh, have you heard of Endeavor? No. So that's who owns UFC. So yeah, they're they're the entertainment media agency that owns the UFC. Okay. And the the CEO of Endeavor is actually. Uh, yes. Do you know who that is? No. Ari Emanuel. Have you heard his name recently? Um, I don't think so. Well, well, you may have um, back in October, you you may have heard his name when he was um, calling out Kanye for his anti-Semitic comments uh. and calling for all of his business partners to cut ties with him uh. for stuff he was saying. Mm. So there's been there's been some rumbling as to why he's not saying anything saying about, anything Dana. about Dana White, because but because he it's owns his the company. UFC. Bingo. Interesting. Bingo. It's interesting. Right. Think if he owned Yeezy, he'd be saying shit about that. Uh, That's what. So this headline is Ari Emanuel's silence on UFC chief Dana White slapping wife raises eyebrows in Hollywood. But nobody's actually covering it. Like yeah. nobody cares. Right. But you care. I mean, that's that's domestic. Vi- that's a crime. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. But ESPN, it's Disney. Yeah. So it's bigger than. It's bigger than big at that point. Yeah. It's a major outlet for ESPN, which is a major outlet for Disney. Right. Crazy, man. All comes back around. Yeah. Crazy. But uh Yeah, it's and it's like Yeah, I mean, it would it would kill the UFC to have Dana White leave. It would it would hurt them a lot. Yeah, because he sort of he built he built the company. He built it and he runs it in a way that he's built it into what it is. I mean, it's it's huge. Mm-hmm. Sell selling out, you know, Madison Square Garden, selling out T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, like international international sellouts, mm-hmm. millions and millions of pay per view viewers. It just sucks because, yeah, and that's that guy that whole thing with the him talking about Kanye should be dropped and it's a perfect example well he and a lot of people consider him like the head of Hollywood like because he's got so many ties yeah. in the entertainment industry but it's like and if he's coming out saying that people should drop Kanye and this is before he went on Alex Jones right like he made this right company. off the bat right yeah. after the tweet yeah um yeah because it looks good it, lo- it was it was the hot thing it wasn't a progressive move it was a Sorry, it wasn't a proactive move. It was a reactive move. Yeah. And I think it's... I just think you... I think the double standard is crazy. Yeah. Like, you talk about how whatever he was saying was hurtful and and he was just saying a bunch of BS. But it's like you've got video evidence of one of your puppets hitting his wife yeah. <laughs> multiple times, committing yeah. a crime. On camera, caught on camera, and then you pay to have him go on TMZ and issue out this apology. Like, I don't know, man. It's just the bottom line, dude. That's what it all is. Yeah. That's crazy. Like, he didn't give a shit what Kanye said. He said that because he thought him making a public statement about that being a shitty thing was better for his companies. Yeah. That's why he did it. That's why anybody did it. Yeah. I just think it's crazy to say that what was being said is hurtful to society. But seeing a husband hit his wife 
and, and have and, and being have, quiet about and it and still be in a high high profile high position of power i mean yeah. he's like still the face of the ufc and any violence like that is wrong but it's it's dana it's dana white yeah like he's <laughs> a high profile celebrity he's huge yeah people know who that is right and just not say anything about it he's pretty crazy hey it's all about the bottom line i guess this is also kind of what we talked about a few weeks ago it's hard not to get too cynical when shit like that is happening right before your eyes all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do what you can to spread some positivity. Yeah. And enjoy, try to enjoy life. Like getting married. Get married. Yeah, you just got married. <sighs> Dude. I mean... I would love to think that <laughs> Kanye is going to get married and then just go somewhere and just enjoy a nice, peaceful life. Nah. But I know he won't because that's not nah. him. But He's got too much work to do. Yeah, but I I just, like, I want him to just, like, you know, like, I want him to just, like, be, like, just live, like, a peaceful life. But I know that he feels differently. So I know he's just going to keep doing his fucking thing. So... I mean, I feel like that's what he's always done, right? So, yeah. Well, I think he's in a place where he feels like he's um, he's really being called on to to do a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, he talked about that on Joe Rogan like a long time ago. Yeah. Like how it, this was like his thing. Like this, like he felt that this was his calling to like you know mission. run for president and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, hey, I mean, I just want to see him spread love and positivity because I I know that he is capable of doing that mm-hmm. so is she like a she was a former designer at Yeezy right? yeah she was a Yeezy architect what does that mean and I don't know if that means that that was just a fancy name for a designer or if it had to do with like the construction of his um, he was building Yeezy homes for a while if it had anything to do with the stuff, stuff like that like an actual architect yeah, yeah like actual structures and stuff like that so I think it could go either way with that. Just because I know in the design world, you tend to use um, more, um, more, more words like that, like more. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. Almost buzzwords, flashy or, words, yeah, to, flashy words to make your job sound bigger than what it is. But um, it's kind of interesting because they she's been with Yeezy for a while, and I think, I think Kim felt like there was always something sort of going on. Mm. Or she was nervous about her mm. and being close to Ye and stuff. Um, but that's why I thought it was funny when the news broke the other day. A bunch of media outlets were saying, oh, just two months after the divorce was final, Ye yeah, married somebody. That's bullshit, though. Because it's like they've yeah. been separated way longer than that. Over a year. Yeah. I mean, yes, it has been maybe that long since the divorce was actually finalized. But it's like. There's a long period between okay, we're not going to do this anymore right. to finals. Like that's that's not like a overnight thing. Yeah, exactly. It was like September 2021, I think. But like, I don't know. I'm happy for him. Yeah, I yeah. Sounds like it's cool. Sounds like stuff's going well. And I, I want to see him in an interview. So yeah, I'm, hopefully. I'm sure he'll pop up. I mean, his latest got to happen soon. His latest tear didn't go great overall, but. Yeah. 
I, I'd like to see him pop up again. Yeah. I'm I wonder if he's about to start having more kids, to yeah, be honest with you. I mean he could. That's a man of God. Right. Big family. Yeah, who knows? She might be pregnant now. That's a conspiracy. But we don't gotta get into all that. We've been chopping it up for a while. We have been. Um You wanna wrap it up? Yeah. That's yeah. I think that's a good idea. Cool, 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 cool. This has been good though. I feel like we had a really just went for it today. Yeah. Um super, super stoked to get this one out. And super stoked next week. Ben Heidebrecht, good friend of mine, joins the show. Um, so we're gonna be chopping up with him, talking all kinds of shit, and see how many times we can get canceled in one episode. I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm excited. I, It'll I, be fun. I like having this will be our second guest. Yeah. I I like having guests. Um, so yeah, and thanks for sticking it out with us last week and uh listening to our vaulted episode. Um kind of dealing with us through the technical difficulty. So we're uh we're thankful for the listeners. Um you have anything else? Last minute notes, shout outs? Um I don't think so. What is this episode fourteen? It is episode fourteen. Episode fourteen, next week episode fifteen. Um Shout out to people who tuned in to the, the good pre-show on yeah. Instagram Live. Yeah, thank you. Um, try to get the numbers up on that. We got our weekly Spotify playlist. We just we got we've got out now. Um, tap into that, like it, check it out every week. We usually uh, post our updates on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Yep. Um, oh, YouTube friends, I know you're very behind, and I'm sorry. I apologize. I will do a bulk upload and get that caught up because. I have been putting it off because I'm a procrastinator. That's all right, though. Once we get, because we're just audio only right now, it's not too big of a deal. Yeah. Um, but hoping, I'm hoping, well, yeah. I won't say anymore on the video, but. Um, but, yeah, YouTube friends, it's, we'll, we'll get you back going. It's just been, it's been a process. So, but uh, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Be sure to give us a five-star rating on our our Spotify page. Yeah, please do that. Drop us a follow. Please do that and drop a follow. You And then if even if you don't like the show, just do that if you like us. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Love you guys. Peace.